Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, obviously, these blowouts and everything, it's been a huge talking point of the season so far. And look, I don't love these blowouts, but I think I I also believe that it's just part of the reality of the game. And I've spoken about this a lot, and I think that it's, it's a matter of time until everyone adapts to these new rules and the bottom teams, they will catch up to the top teams. And look, I sat with a mate uh, on Saturday night watching football and sort of um, not as keen a fan as me, and he was sort of saying to me, oh, I don't even know what's the point of watching rugby league anymore? You know it's going to be Melbourne and Penrith in the grand final. And look, that looks more than likely. Yeah, that looks more than likely. Don't get me wrong. But this competition, it can change so quickly. It can just be turned on its head in a couple of injuries. I mean, if you if we would have said to you three months ago, oh, the Roosters would be, you know, little to no hope of making the NRL grand final, winning the premiership this year, you, you would have laughed, you know. Injuries can happen all of a sudden. Things can change in games. And we've seen this. Over the history of rugby league, you get to finals footy, and especially now with these sim binnings and whatnot. I mean, if the Penrith Panthers or the Melbourne Storm just end up on the wrong side of these calls for a 10-minute patch of this game, I mean, it can be very hard to wrestle back, but it's not impossible to wrestle back. Now, I see team people all the time complaining about all these blowouts, it's ruining rugby league, it sucks, and I understand that, but, like, I mean, I, I watched the Manly Seagulls on the weekend who were down 24-8 at half time. Uh, on the Gold Coast, and they managed to turn around because they earned back momentum. And this is the whole thing about these new rules, that is that they reward momentum. And, you know, I think that's the way it should be. I think that if you earn the momentum, if you if you dominate through the centre third, you earn the momentum, you should be able to ride that wave. I, you know, I, I'm all for that. Yes, there will be blowouts because there are teams in our competition in our competition that can't turn momentum. They're, they're flat trackers. We've got a heap of teams like that, let's be honest here. I mean, you look at the Penrith Panthers on the weekend, down 12-0 against the Roosters. Yeah, they got a Simbin that helped their cause. But, I mean, geez, we've seen this team over 18 months overcome a lot of things. I mean, even that grand final, I didn't think they played well. They still got, you know, within touching distance of the Melbourne Storm. That's the sort of side they are. They don't, they don't get put in a corner. They don't get put in a tough position and completely shut up shop. And when they are in front, when they have got momentum, they know how to take advantage of it. We've seen what they've done to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We saw what the Melbourne Storm did to the South Sydney Rabbitohs as well. And I've got South Sydney as a top five team in this competition. But South Sydney are also a team that 
They're not like the Penrith Panthers and Melbourne Storm. They don't play for the entire 80 minutes. Yeah, they don't hang in contests all the time, whereas these top two teams do. And this is what other teams should be striving for, in my opinion. Is it great as a viewer? Possibly not. But far out, I'll tell you what, I I watched a 10-6 game the other day between Newcastle and and the Warriors. And I must say, I think I enjoyed watching Melbourne actually score points than I did watching that one. Um, You know, it it goes both ways. And, you know, I I am more of a traditionalist. If I can see a really close game uh, with great defense in it, uh, then, then I am all for that. They're the sort of types of footy that I love. But... I mean, you've got to understand that, you know, all sport around the world, it, it's an entertainment business. We said this last year, and yes, there's going to be, you know, we, we need to be scoring more points. We need there to be more highlights. Yes, we need closer games. And, you know, I, I just find it very interesting, everyone's response to this. And one, one thing I did see this week was um, the option put forward for, instead of right now in rugby league, if you score a try, you then walk back 100 metres, you get the ball again. And this is why it's so hard to break momentum in rugby league, because you get the ball back. You get to charge back. You hopefully get to get, to get back to your 40 or your 50. You, you kick it into a corner. You get to dictate terms when you're in front. And you know, personally, I think rugby league's always oh, rugby league has always been that way, and I like it that way. But I've seen the suggestion that maybe we change it the other way. Yeah, that if you if you score points, you then kick off, and the, and the loser gets the ball essentially. Um, look, I'm not huge on it, but I mean, if you've all got such a problem with these blowouts, and you all think you're not going to watch rugby league anymore, maybe this is one path that we could go down. It would change momentum. Completely, personally, I think we're making rules to make it fairer for teams that aren't good. It's 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 like you're playing with five year olds in the backyard, and oh, you can't go full pace. You've got to go at fifty percent to give the other kids a go. That's what it sounds like to me. And the way that we're all complaining about blowouts, and we're all oh, you know, like oh, these damn rules. I mean, I'm sorry, are we going to start to look at the teams that can't compete with these rules? There's a heap of teams that have done fine with it. There's a heap of really good teams that have blowouts every week against shit sides that then play each other and they have cracking games. I just feel like we're sort of looking to change the rules to suit the ones at the bottom that can't keep up. And I understand that, but geez, we've got to have a bigger expectation on these other teams to get better, don't we? And I understand that's not easy. I was speaking about the West Tigers a lot, for example, a club built on dysfunction from day one, two teams that were forced to be together. There's always going to be troubles at that club. And, you know, the way they're going at the moment and some of the points they're conceding, it's going to get harder and harder for them to convince top end talent to come to their club. I mean, this is sort of part of rugby league, isn't it? I mean, it should be hard to get off the canvas. If you allow yourself to fall to the canvas, it should be hard to get off there. And I think that's the reality of our game right now. And, you know, I I understand people don't like blowouts. I get that. But, oh my God, when you get two good teams that get to play each other under these current rules, it's entertaining as all hell. It's fantastic. Now, as far as the sim bidding goes, you know, that's probably a different argument. That's very up in the air at the moment. As I've said, grey errors, they're always the hardest bit to referee in rugby league. They're, they're, they're incredibly difficult. We want to take head knocks out of a game. We all sat back last week and remembered Boyd Cordner, who had to retire at 28 years old. And we all, you know, we all speak about how much of a worry he is and how good it is finally. You know, the amount of people I heard say how good it is that Boyd Cordner's put his body first. And I completely agree. It was sensational saying it is necessary. But let's not forget that when we then run out the next weekend and Peter Volandis in the NRL is trying to protect these guys' bodies. And yes, it has an effect on our game. But I mean, it's it's just, it's a hard balance to get right. And, you know, the rules that they probably do need to change with these sim bidings because we're seeing too many guys slip into contact and be sent from the field. And I understand how frustrating that is. I get that. I mean, it's, it can be really hard to declare 
whether we are going to, you know, how are we going to differentiate when when slipping into contact? Like, where where do you draw the line there? It just becomes really difficult. And then you've got all these, you know, all these old-timer footballers that want to come out and say how soft it is that these guys, they're falling in there, they're lying down in contact, they're trying to get a penalty. Of course they are. Of course they're trying to milk a penalty. They're trying to get every advantage that they possibly can. I mean, when whenever you hear Benny Elias tell that story about how they went into a scrum and he bit his own hand and he got Mario Phoenix sent off for biting. I mean, we all applaud that. We all giggle and laugh at that and how, how good is that? But these guys that get a little bit of head contact and can get a singular penalty out of it, they're soft. We don't like them. I mean, it becomes a really difficult grey area and you've got these supporters and old players that want to bag these guys, but... I'm sorry, if you were the coach of that footy side, are you not telling your guys to do the exact same thing? I mean, I, I watched the Dragons the other day, play, this, uh, play the Canterbury Bulldogs, and Jack Hetherington, who is tough as, absolute tough as nails, Jack Hetherington, he stayed down to tackle, and, and Blake Laurie stood there and said, oh, I used to have respect for you, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the, whole, the, the whole show and dance when you're not on, on, on the winning end of that penalty. I'm sorry, is, is Blake Laurie not going into the sheds after that game or at half time and if he's given the opportunity is he not going to do the same thing is his coach not telling him to do the same thing I mean I just think that we we love to live in this this Walt Disney narrative where everyone's tough as nails and the refs are always wrong and we're always right but it is a really hard thing to work out it is a really tough situation to get right and personally I don't want to see teams not receive the ball after scoring so that we can make it a little bit more even for the teams that can't keep up with the good teams. I think that's absolute crap. Uh, But, I mean, the way that we're heading and the way that people are telling me they're not watching rugby league anymore because of the blowouts and they're not enjoying it, I'm, I'm not sure if they're just going along with the popular narrative or if they're genuinely buying into that. But... I mean, there might be something that we need to look at that potentially we change the fabric of our game to try and keep the teams that aren't doing well on an even playing field with the teams that are doing well and and are well coached. It all all just seems a little backwards to me, though. There are going to be teething problems. We've said this on a number of occasions. We've got a long way to go. And, you know, there's the argument as well that the NRL, this is what they get for bringing in changes to the game without really practicing them. And, you know, the six again rule and all that, like, you know what, I, I kind of turn a blind eye to that one that they brought in because, you know, it was during COVID we were coming back with the only sport on TV, we wanted to be as exciting as we possibly could be. And I backed this from day one. A lot of people were very negative. I backed it 100%. Last year, we absolutely loved it. This year, we've come in. Teams have had an entire preseason to prepare for these new rules. And shock me, the good teams are really good at it. The shit teams are really shit at it. I mean, could we not have seen this narrative coming? Like every year when these good coaches find a new loophole, find a new way to play footy, and it takes the other teams 18 months to catch up, now it's just becoming more evident on the scoreboard. We're seeing 40 points win in, instead of 25-point wins. I just I, I feel for some of these really good teams who are now being blamed essentially for being too good, and I feel like we're letting a lot of the poorer teams get away with just not being at their level and just pinpointing it on the rules. And... You know, the six-gen rule, as I said, I don't think they really had time to practice that. They didn't have a New South Wales Cup to see what would happen. I think they got a good result out of it. The current rules with the HIA and all that, I understand what they're doing. And it's the sort of thing like, oh, yeah, they should have practiced the New South Wales Cup. But, I mean, we've got guys like Boyd Cordner retiring. We've got guys like Jake Friend retiring. Is this something that we have to wait seven or eight weeks to work out what's the best way to go about it in New South Wales Cup to stop our guys retiring early and having problems with their brains for the rest of their career? 
It's a really tough one. I, I, I don't have the answers for it. I'm not going to pretend to have the answers for it, but it is a really difficult one. I, I don't like personally this idea of the team that scores a try kicks off to the losers to keep them in the contest. But the more and more I think about it, the more and more people I talk to, the more and more people are getting more and more negative about our game. Maybe it might be the way to go, unfortunately. Unfortunately.